You're listening to Trademarks Made Easy. Trademarks Made Easy is the podcast focused on helping brand owners in the e-commerce space. With your host, Susie Hickson, the private label lawyer. But don't worry, you won't find too much legalese here. Well, hey there. I'm your host, Susie Hickson, also known as the private label lawyer. Today, we are continuing the conversation with Andy Hooper, the CEO of Global E-Commerce Experts, and we're going to be talking all about moving our products into the European Union. Because Andy is such a wealth of information, I had to break this up into two parts. So this is part two, and if you haven't heard part one yet, make sure you go check it out first and then come back to this one. Now, are y'all ready to learn some best practices for moving your products into the European Union? It's growing, and I guess we should get going. So, I'll see you on the other side. How does a business know when they're ready to look into expanding into the European Union? Are there any just sort of factors, or I know there's probably not a checklist. <laughs> Check this box, or you know, <laughs> add this up. No. If you, if your number, if your numbers add up to between one and five, it means you're not ready yet. But generally, what should sellers think about when they're starting to consider selling in the European Union? How do they know they're ready? Yeah, I think that's. I think actually, a checklist is something we should create maybe I think maybe that was a good idea <laughs> now that's a great idea i'm going to steal that susie thank you very much hold on hold on one second let me just shout to the team and let them start doing it now <laughs> yeah like a little quiz people people yeah. love quizzes right so you can they do a little quiz that set you know you, you add up the the answers to the questions and i was joking at first but the more i thought about it i was like yeah. actually that's a good I, idea <laughs> So how do they know? Yeah, how do they know? And I think that's, I mean, a lot of people get approached by Amazon Direct to say, hey, look, you're, you're selling well on in the States. Why don't you expand to Europe? So that's one way that it could happen. But I think if you're listening to this and you're sat there and you've got an Amazon business and you're selling well in the States and you've managed to create a business that is working where, you know, you're selling products, you're having to work at it still, of course, because you're always going to have to work at it. But, you know, you've probably reached six figures and you're selling that, that on a regular basis. It's not just at Christmas, I've had a little spike. You can genuinely maintain momentum throughout the year. And we know there's a, a cycle, of course there is. But if, you, if you've got to six figures, you've got a sustainable business in the States. What you don't want to do is to expand to Europe and create a complete diversion, take your eye off the game in the States and you drop the ball there and they're uh, at the expense of another market. That's not what you want to do. The other way to tell is that if you've got a unique product and lots of European buyers are buying your product and you're shipping it from Amazon in the States to the EU, that's another great way. Along with if you've got a website, if you've got a website and you're selling products to people in the EU, that's another great ticking point you know if you're selling those products over here then you just need to just send products to a fulfillment house you know whether it's us or other places it's up to you you know whether you send it to amazon you know it doesn't actually take a lot 
to make it happen and make it work. So my, my sort of thought process is, do you have a sustainable business on, on, on the, on the US, North America? Probably selling six figures or more would be ideal. I think if you haven't got to six figures, then, you know, it's difficult because you might not have the enough traction and, and experience to be able to cope with diversifying into another market or profit to be able to open up and put more stock in another market. And obviously there's a caveat there that if you've only been going for a month and you've only sold, but you've sold 20,000 in the first month, then you might be ready as well. You know, so there's a, there's a bit of caveat there. Yeah. So that's why this quiz is important. That's why you need to do this quiz, yeah. right? Because a few of those checkpoints you get, you could get three points to, right? And, but if someone has like massive sales in their first month, maybe they get two points on their quiz. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it sounds like yes. there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of considerations and it's, it's obviously a case by case situation, but I think that's really interesting. And it sounds like, in most situations, businesses probably need to, it sounds like your big thing though is like six figures. So it's so hard to put like a dollar sign on it though, you know, I guess. It is, but for me, six figures is a good, is a good basing point. Yeah. The other thing is, do you have time mm. to make it happen? It's all very well saying, well, let's expand and put stuff out there. But that's like saying, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to open an eBay store. I'm going to put my stock on it and then I'm not going to do any work on it whatsoever. And we all know that we have to work at it to make it happen. And, you know, we provide solutions around that to support that. So if you're thinking, well, I'm selling really well, I haven't got time to do it. We can support that. But a lot of people, if they're doing six figures, probably need to do some of that themselves because they might not have the profit in there to enable further account management to make that happen. Yeah. Time and, and, and energy. You know, if you don't have the energy and you're not sure, then, then don't do it but research the market. Look at the market, see what people are selling. Is your product unique? If your product is unique, get it over here. If it's a me too product and you're selling the same as everybody else, you know, don't rush. Your, you know, your, your fitness spinners need to... <laughs> Yeah, you your know, presses probably they, they better be pretty special, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, if you're a private label seller, you've got unique products, you're onto a winner. If you're selling me too products, the everywhere, you know, dog grooming brushes, you know, don't worry, that's the difference, right? You better already have a super strong brand, I would think, in the US before you would consider doing something like that. You know, the brand is one thing, the problem is with, with you. Know, marketplaces like Amazon is that the brand can sometimes get lost because the Amazon brand is the brand. They don't necessarily want your brand. I mean, you're never going to compete with the likes of Amazon. Of course you're not. But you know, if, if all of a sudden you start seeing the Nike, Nike, you know, a, a new product emerged that becomes bigger and bigger and bigger, that would be a problem for Amazon. But at the same, so they're never going to give your brand. I, I you know, it's, it's hard to re- think of brands that have come from Amazon. People have started from Kickstarter, developed a brand and sold on Amazon. They've developed a brand off and brought it onto Amazon. But there's very few people that have created a brand on Amazon and then come off and become a household name. Right. Now there are some examples of those, you know, and I can think of a few, but you know, that that's that's, you know, so having an established brand isn't as critical because when you come to the UK, they're not going to know your brand anyway. 
So it doesn't, you know, even if you sell 10 million pounds in the US, which is a big seller, they're probably still not going to know your brand if you come over here. So it doesn't, that's not, that's not as a bigger issue. But if you've got a product that you're selling on Amazon and you have got a big competitor, there's a big seller, but there isn't a big competitor over here or they haven't expanded, expand before they do. You know, that's the other side of that. You know, be ahead of the market rather than behind it. You know, and there, there are two other marketplaces we've not really talked about, but India and Australia are two massive marketplaces and massive opportunities. Australia, someone said to me, Australia is like being on Amazon in 1998, you know? So if you get on there now, Actually, you know, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be slow, but it's going to be slow, but you're ahead of everybody else. Um, and India, the amount of population, they're all English speaking. Right. That's a massive opportunity if people aren't doing it. So what are some of the biggest obstacles that you are seeing sellers face when they move into the European Union? And the reason I'm asking this question is I kind of want to know some horror stories <laughs> because horror stories are how we learn, right? We learn from other people's mistakes or making our own mistakes and being like, whoa, I'm not going to do that again. But I would love to, you know, I would love for people to kind of know um, what you have seen other sellers face in the past because that helps us learn what to avoid yep. in the future. Okay, so the, the, the biggest thing is being compliant and that covers a whole load of different things. So the first thing is, that if you're not VAT registered when you expand into Europe, then Amazon will shut your store down. Mm. In fact, at the moment, if you're already selling on Amazon, and if you're listening to this and you're selling in the EU, and you're not registered for VAT, the chances are you will be shut down by Amazon. Because there's a law in place in the UK and Germany that basically says, Amazon, if these guys aren't registered for VAT, you're paying their VAT. So... Amazon, of course, basically says you have to have it. Now, if you're a new seller, you can't register without putting that information in there. Okay. But there are still sellers that are being shut down on a regular basis because they're not compliant, mm -hmm. because they don't have a VAT number. So, so that's the first part, and that's crucial. So that's one part of compliance. Okay. The other part of the compliance is products. So are your products compliant with the EU marketplace? So have you had them tested? Have they had a responsible person look at them? Are they authorized for sale in the EU marketplace? Are they CE marked? And there's a lot of different things there. It depends on your product. So if you're sending electrical goods, they need to be CE marked. And well, there's lots of products that actually need to be CE marked. So if they're not CE marked, then Amazon won't hold them and they'll kick them out and they'll basically strand your inventory in Amazon. Uh, yeah. If the products, if you've got health supplements, nutri you know, nutrients, all those different things, the powders and cosmetics, all of those things also have to be passed by EU regulation. So all that has to be passed. Now what happens is if they come into the EU and they get to customs and you don't have all that stuff in place, we all know with customs that sometimes that just goes through. And it goes through no problem at all. But if you get caught, what'll happen is, is that just gets caught and held at customs. And like the States, you get anything held at customs, they accrue charges at a rate that is exponentially very expensive. Yeah, so you yeah. get basically, you know, what could be 
let's say $100 worth of products is $100 a day to keep in customs, which is absolutely bonkers, but they'll do it. So, you know, they won't let them go. They'll either send them back or they'll say they need to be legally compliant before they go. So the compliance side is the most important part of making it as, as safe and as, as enjoyable. And they're the biggest hurdles. So getting a VAT, how do we get a VAT number? Obviously, we can help with that. We can do that for you, no problems at all. It's relatively straightforward. If you register for VAT and we, we do that for free, so we can do that for people, no problems at all. It's easy. It's straightforward. It's simple. Yes, you have to send us some documents. Yes, we have to send that to HMRC, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs. Yes, there's some things we have to do, but we can make that easy for you. You know, we can help with making sure your supplements and your electrical goods and everything else is done correctly. You know, we can point you in the direction of the best people to speak to to make sure, tick, tick. You know, the other thing is speak to Amazon before you ship the goods over. You know, speak to Amazon, hey, I sell these goods, I want to bring them to the UK, are they compliant? You, you cannot sell fur products, as an example, in the UK. But you can in France. So different marketplaces, different things. Wow. And you can help guide people through all of that compliance. That seems like it could be a complete beast in and of itself. <laughs> Well, exactly that. And that's, that's the, the problem. So a lot of the big hurdles people say, Andy, it's just too complicated. It's too difficult. I, I can't deal with it. Like, and, and that's when they might say, Andy, you deal with it, which is absolutely fine. And of course, we can do that. However, what we have developed is a training series and that helps people through that. So, for example, you can go, we've got a training series that you can register for, which is absolutely free at the moment. You can go along to it and basically you can go through step by step and basically sign up. And then what happens is, is on day one, here's everything you need to know. Day two, here's everything you need to know. Three, four, five. And we give you every single thing you need to do to be able to expand successfully. And it's all available on our, on our website. And, you know, you can just go ahead and, and register for it. Really simple. Yeah, the domain is www.expandtotheeu.com. And what I'll do, Andy, is I'll put that in our show notes so people can access it easily. Fantastic. In addition to taking that training, which you all are doing free right now, which is super generous, I saw it on the website and I was like, whoa, that looks awesome. What are just a couple more things that you suggest to sellers in the US who are considering? selling it in the EU, what are a couple of things that you suggest that will kind of reduce their friction and help ensure their success? What, what, what can people do? So once you've expanded and you've got your products here, you've got the VAT, you've got products into, there's a couple of different things you can do. So obviously have goods, you know, in, in FBA, you know, you, you might want to put them in there, but certainly put the majority of products in there for FBA. You obviously have Prime turned on. Really, the thing of making the difference is no different to the US. It's sales velocity. Getting sales velocity straight away is the single most important thing you can do. Yes, keywords, put pay-per-click on, run some promotions, get the stock selling. And, you know, for me, that's the critical part of making it a success. Anything outside of that becomes secondary. Turn on pay-per-click make it simple, review the data, analyze the data, make sure you're looking at the data and spending time on it. 
And the single most important thing, like anything, is making time for the expansion and making time for the data to analyze it and see what's working and what's not and change it. And it's really important. And what I'm, what I'm hearing here is don't get so intimidated by going into the EU because at the end of the day, there are so many tools that are parallel to what it's being offered on the US platform. And anything that seems super complex or more scary, <laughs> scarier, like the compliance aspect of it and that specifically, people should reach out to you guys on that if they want to and kind of outsource the, the scary parts. But what people know how to do on the US platform, they're gonna most likely have those same available tools on the EU platform as well. Yeah, the tools, the, the tools, as we were saying, the Amazon Seller Central is exactly the same. The same things are available. So, you know, if you, if you look at the pay-per-click, the campaigns, it's all the same. You know, okay. you're looking at reviewing the data, the reports are the same. So, you know, you've got all of that information. If you can do that, you just, I mean, some people just say to us, Andy, you just deal with VAT, we'll deal with everything else. That's absolutely fine. No problems at all. You know, actually, when we do VAT and we look at the data, when we see what you're selling and how much you're selling, we can actually see and compare that to what other people are doing because we're looking at thousands of sellers of data every day. So we can look at that and say, well, actually, you know, here's what we're learning from that. You know, here's what you, know, you could do from that. And, and here's how you can improve what you're doing based on the data. That's really powerful because for us, you know, we want to help people expand. Yes, you know, VAT is one part of what we do. Just because we do the VAT doesn't mean that people will successfully expand because we've done their VAT. Yeah. <laughs> because some people register for VAT and then never ship anything. Or they, right. or they ship stuff and they go, well, I've put it in Amazon. It's not selling. Well, you know, you have to work at that and make that happen. So it's really important that we want to work with sellers to make sure they successfully expand. And if that's a conversation with one of the team over the phone that says, what's working, what's not working, well, okay, and they can give some advice and some top tips, that's what they're, they're, they're here for, as well as in your VAT. They're speaking to sellers, just like those listening today, on a daily basis. You know, they're, they're understanding what they're selling, what they're not selling, what's working in the market, what's not working in the market, and they can give some top tips for you, no problems at all. There's all of that available, all as part of the service. Because we don't want to get to the end of the year and you say, well, Andy, we don't want to carry on with the business because we haven't sold anything. And that I feel like we haven't served those clients in the best way possible because it's almost like it's a failure. And I take that as a failure against us because we failed to expand that person. And that, that I find difficult to deal with when, when that happens. because. We failed, you know, we failed that customer and we want to make sure they successfully expand. Right. And everyone has their role to play in all of this and people can't just automatically think, well, I'll turn on that here. We're going to be good to go or I'm going to ship products in. We're going to be good to go. I mean, dealing in e-commerce and working on Amazon specifically is not a get, ri get rich quick thing. I mean, it's, it's something that people really have to work at and study the numbers after they've made so many sales and it's, it's an ongoing process. Andy, let me ask you, what is the best way for people to reach out to your team if they do think that they're interested in, in expanding into the EU? 
And um, I, know, I know that we talked about the, um, the free training that you have, which I think is awesome. And like I said, super generous. So what, what, are there any other ways that people can reach out to you guys or is really just going to that domain or that URL the best way to start? Yeah, so I mean that that's one way. You know, you from uh, from on there, you'll you'll get our our sort of blog, podcast, and and, and vlog there as well. So you, that that's sort of our, what I would call our content site. That's our free site that basically is there to help people successfully expand with all of our information on. In order to get in contact with us outside of there, we have a website, another website, which is our our standard shop window, if you like, which is global ecommerceexperts.com and e-commerce has a hyphen in it so you can get us on there you know we've got a website which shows all the different things we do from the VAT to the warehousing to the account management translations everything else there that, that really will help seed you when you expand obviously we've got social you know we've got a Facebook group where we have a group just for our sellers which is you know once you're one of our clients we have an expansion group where the group is focused as a community to help other people expanding. And it's all focused on expanding. And we've also got a Facebook page, Global E-Commerce Experts, along with an Instagram, a YouTube, and everything else that you usually expect from a business, I suppose, these days. Uh, <laughs> all those, so don't worry. Yeah, we'll link to all those. That's, um, that's great information. People can access that. And I did p- take a poke around on the expand to the eu.com page and all of it. There's just, you know, on both of your sites, there's just really a wealth of information that people can check out and not even go further. It seems like you all are just very generous with that. So people should definitely go check the, all that information out. Yeah, exactly that. You know, we believe that you know, we want to make people make it a success for people. You know, there's a huge amount of information out there. And we want to say, look, if you're going to expand, here's all the information. We're up front with it. Here's what you need to know. Go through the training, listen to the podcast, listen to you know, the information. You know, we've got lots of great information and advice there. And if you like what you hear and you think it's all great and you want to expand, we'd love you to use us. Of course we would. You know, there are thousands of other providers out there and I'm not going to say don't go and use them if you haven't liked what you've heard. But if you have liked what you've heard, obviously we'd love to serve you and, and help you to expand successfully. <laughs> awesome. Well, Andy, I want to thank you again so much for participating in this podcast and also YouTube video. And it's going to be really awesome if anyone who's watching it on YouTube because they're going to get to see Andy and... <laughs> <laughs> how animated he is and like you said I'm the same way it's just my mine and you just can't see it because of the positioning of the camera so but um thank you so much and hopefully people will be reaching out to you as they start expanding their e-commerce horizons it sounds like the eu is going to be so huge in the next few years so thank you so much yeah, I want to thank you very much for having us. You know, it's been great to talk to you beforehand as well. You know, it's great to hear your enthusiasm for e-commerce and, and what you're doing for all the sellers listening well, because this is just great, valuable content that they can get. So, so thank you very much for all of your time and, and effort doing exactly that for sellers. My pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Andy. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you love this episode as much as I did. And I'm just blown away at the value Andy added to this podcast. And I am so very grateful for his time and yours. So I'll see you next time on the Trademarks Made Easy podcast. And remember, never stop learning. 
Thanks for listening to Trademarks Made Easy with Susie Hickson, the private label lawyer. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe anywhere you find podcasts or at theprivatelabellawyer.com. Remember, the information provided in the Trademarks Made Easy podcast should not be construed as legal advice. It's for informational and entertainment purposes only. It should not be considered a substitute for legal advice. Also, I'm not your attorney. You should engage with an attorney to discuss your specific legal issues. And finally, while I have taken precautions to ensure that the content of my podcast is current and accurate, errors can occur. And thankfully, like us, the laws are ever evolving. 